Hey everybody, Chris here. You may know us these days as the Personal Injury Mastermind, but you've discovered our roots when we first started as the Rankings Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Over the years and hundreds of episodes, we've expanded our reach while staying true to our mission. We help you and your firm dominate the competition with insights from some of the best in the legal industry. You may notice that these older episodes sound a bit different. That's because we also embrace change and growth. I hope you enjoy this episode from the vaults and listen to a few of our newer episodes while you're at it. Thanks for being here. Let's begin. Welcome to the Rankings Podcast, where we feature top founders, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys and share their inspiring stories. Now, let's get started with the show. Chris Dreyer here, CEO and founder of Rankings.io, where we help elite personal injury attorneys dominate first page rankings. You're listening to the Rankings Podcast, where I feature top business owners, entrepreneurs, and elite personal injury attorneys. Speaking of elite personal injury attorneys, I'm happy to welcome David Craig to the show today. David is the managing partner of Craig, Kelly, and Faultless, an Indianapolis-based personal injury law firm. He has over 30 years of experience representing the victims of truck accidents, and sits on the Board of Regents for the Academy of Truck Accident Attorneys. He is also the author of a recently released book, Semi-Truck Wreck, A Guide for Victims and Their Families. David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate the opportunity to be on. Yeah, I'm really excited to speak to you, and I, I want to just jump right in. Let's, so take me back. Where did the idea come from to create Craig Kelly and Faultless? You know, um, so Scott Faultless, he's my partner. And Scott was a law clerk of mine over 30 years ago. And, uh, and so Scott had been with me for over 30 years. Uh, back when I first started practicing, I was a general practice law firm with my emphasis was always in litigation. I love litigation. I love fighting. I, I was competitive. And, uh, and Scott was one of those I, I hired from within. My lawyers were always law clerks that, be, that I got to know and trust uh, and respect. And then I would bring him on as attorneys. Now he's my partner. And so we, uh, we started off as a general, uh, general practice uh, law firm. Then I moved into personal injury with another firm. Uh, and, and the reason was I always loved personal injury. I loved the competition. But the problem was the better I got at it for corporations, the more the bad guys needed me. <laughs> so, you know, I was getting paid a lot of money, but the bad guys were kept hiring me because they had bigger problems. And I actually remember one day I was, I was sitting there, I was bragging. I, I never commented about pending litigation. But on the front of the Indianapolis Business Journal was this article about this case I was working on. At that time, my oldest son was a little was a little guy, and I was telling my wife, "Look, it says David Craig has no comment. <laughs> you know, he has no comment." And it was this horrible thing that this client was accused of doing. But I, and I was reading it, and my son says, "Well, which side are you on?" <laughs> and I remember thinking, "Well, that is a good question. <laughs> I'm on the bad guy's side," and it just <laughs> kind of resonated with me. And it was kind of like. Dang, going, what am I doing? So I knew I could make a lot of money and I was making a lot of money on that side, but I wasn't, wasn't very rewarding. It wasn't something I was proud of. And I respect the lawyers who do that. I mean, there's gotta be lawyers on both sides. Uh, but I knew that my calling was more of helping people. And my dad was a psychologist. He worked for the state of Indiana and he had a private practice. He never made a lot of money, but you know, he loved helping people. And so I thought, you know, at that point, that was kind of an eye, that's kind of eye opening experience. I'm like, you know, I need to regroup, uh, and it took me time um, to do that, uh, to move just to personal injury, uh, and, uh, and, I and I've, I've never looked back. I mean, I just love helping people, and it's so much more rewarding. When you're not looking for the money, 
the money takes care of itself. I mean, you just do the right thing and you take care of your people. I think that's such a powerful statement when you, when you give and you don't expect to receive back and you just, you, that's with in your nature. I think people can identify with that and they want to repay the favor that reciprocity comes natural. I imagine. So when your head was hitting the pillow, probably back then it was probably a little bit different than now. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it was, it was crazy because it was like, Holy cow. I mean, my partner at that time was a great business developer I mean, he could bring in tons of corporations um, that needed us. Um, and, uh, so, and I always did some personal injury and I always enjoyed it, but to kind of say, you know, boy, I'm going to move in this direction. So I, I went to work for a personal injury firm that only did personal injury. And then when I, we broke off from that, Mr. Kelly, BJ Kelly and Scott follows. So Scott went with me everywhere I went and which, which I needed him because he, he's the smart, he's the brains of our operation. And so we, uh, we decided to start. And I remember when we started this company over 20 years ago, uh, we started Craig Killing Falls over 20 years ago. And I remember talking to the guys saying, look, if you want to go, that's, I'd love you guys to go. We'll build this thing. But we have no clients. And we're probably not going to make any money uh, for at least a year. Uh, you have to assume we'll get not, no money. We won't get paid for over a year. We have no clients. But by God, we'll do it the way we want to do it. Uh, we won't, you know, the, the firm I was with, they're more interested in the financial side of it, the money side of it. And I said, you know, we'll do it the way we want to do it where we take care of people, we put people first, we make a difference in the lives of the clients as well as the, the folks in the community in which we practice. And I believe, I believe that it'll, that it'll work out. <laughs> and I, I don't know why those two guys decided to join me, uh, but they did. And we formed Craig Kelly and Follows over 20 years. But you're absolutely right. When you're putting your head down 20 years ago uh, on the pillow and your wife, my, my, I remember my wife, she swore she didn't say it, but my wife said, you know, Dave, this has got to be it. You know, no, this is it. Come on, please. You know, yeah. Um, and you know, and and she, but she had faith, and and my wife actually runs our practice, um, and so uh, the the four of us uh, started this law firm, and uh, and 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 we were right. I mean, the, the the you know, we didn't have clients. We weren't big TV advertisers. We weren't big, but word of mouth and referrals built our practice. So that was that was going to be my next question. Was you know what was the turning point? It sounds like it was kind of that treating people right. And it was it referrals that really created that compounding momentum effect in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, the, the great thing was we, I, I love to try cases. I mean, I love trials. I mean, that's my passion. I love that. I love the strategy. I love the competition. I love that. There's nothing more rewarding than when the jury comes back and gives your client an award and they hug you with tears in their eyes. I mean, there's just nothing like that. If that doesn't get you up in the morning, I don't know what does. And so, you know, and so you look at that, and um, and so we we were trying cases, and that's kind of unique. Not everybody tries cases. I, it seems like to me, why would you go to law school? I mean, I hate law school. Why'd you go to law school if you didn't get to go try cases? That's the that's like practicing football and not getting to play the games. So we were trying cases, and we were successful, which automatically in each small county that I went to and tried a case, all of a sudden we had referrals. All the law firms in that community would refer business to us. And also because we treated people right, we weren't jerks, um, the business came. And so we built our business based on trying cases in small counties. And then those attorneys in those counties uh, and the judges and the prosecutors and the police and the doctors in those communities saying, hey, these guys will treat you right. But, but thank God, they're also decent lawyers. I think that's that's an incredible statement. I kind of want to dig into that. So you've been handling truck cases specifically for over 30 years. 
Yeah. You've wrote the book on it, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But let, let's, let's just focus on this. Why should another personal injury attorney who isn't experienced possibly refer a trucking case to you or work the case with you as opposed to taking it on, thinking it's just like a motor vehicle, you know, a, a car accident type case? Yeah, I mean, the, the first thing is, you know, if you care about the people you represent, you've got to care, if you care about them, you want them to get a good result. Um, then, then the thing is, you want to take care of them. And so you want to work with an attorney uh, that knows what they're doing in the truck cases because they're different. I mean, they're completely different. And the competition is, is, is at a whole different level. I mean, the trucking companies are huge and they're used to dealing with horrible losses. And so they got the best teams that you can get that money will buy to go against you. And if you're just a sole practitioner or you're a small law firm out practicing law and you occasionally get a case, a personal injury case, and you get one of these, you're outmatched. I mean, I've had as much as a quarter of a million dollars of my own money in a case that went to trial. A lot of small firms don't have that, those resources. And if you don't have those resources, the other side knows it. And if you're not going to try the case, the other side knows it. I've tried trucking cases and, and in front of jury trial. And so when, when, if you have not done that, the other side knows it. So I have seen cases where, you know, an attorney has, would have settled it for a lot less money. They end up getting more money ultimately in their own fees through co-counseling than they would have on their very own. And plus the client gets taken care of and the client gets a lot. And it's, it's so frustrating. I, occasionally I get a case, I just recently got one where a, a lawyer had the case, sat on it, thought, you know, I'm sure, oh guys, I'll just settle this. He didn't preserve the evidence. He didn't do an ECM download, which is an electronic control module of the truck. He didn't go send his investigators out. And so a year goes by and the evidence is gone or lost. Some logs only have to be maintained six months. And so suddenly this guy's, the case isn't settling now. Well, of course it's not settling because the defense knows that this guy doesn't know what he's doing. So the client ultimately fires him and then gets a, re a referral to us, hires us. And within 30 days, we had done more than that guy had done in a year. And it's just sad because if that lawyer had reached, I didn't know him, but if that lawyer had reached out to me or somebody like me, they could have taken care of the client. He could have worked with a skilled lawyer and he would have learned something, enjoyed the process. And he would have made more money as well as the client would have done better. I a hundred percent agree. And even that knowledge transfer that that's, you're surrounded by an expert, you're going to have some of that knowledge transferred to yourself. So if you haven't taken a trucking cases, I would, I would certainly advise working with a, an expert in the space. So, so we're talking about trucking. Let's, let's, let's talk about your book. Let's talk about semi truck wreck, a guide for victims and their families. What inspired you to write the book? You know, after, after 30 years of represent, I've always represented uh, truck wreck victims. And, and I always looked at it as, you know, my job, was to get the best result for those clients that I could get. I never publicize my results. I don't put them on, on my, my webpage. I don't brag about them. I don't put them in the newspapers. I don't do any of that. All I cared about was my client. I mean, I'm just old fashioned, just small law firm. And I had my clients, I took care of my clients and I battled the big trucking companies and their insurance carriers. And that was satisfying enough because you made a difference in their lives and you saw the difference you made. I mean, I mean you made a difference in their whole family's lives. And, and but then, at the end of a couple of cases, several, uh, several times, um, clients would come up to me and say, you know, it was a fluke. Like one, one client came to me and said, it was a fluke that I picked you. Um, you know, I interviewed several, but once I met you, I trusted you and I wanted you to write my case. And thank God I did. 
but I could have easily gone with somebody that was not as knowledgeable or not as good because I didn't know what I was looking for. And I had other clients talk about, well, they didn't have any idea what the, how, what the process was, what was involved in collecting and in, in information. They didn't even know what questions to ask. If you don't know this area, you know, there's lawyers who don't know this area. There's lawyers who wouldn't know what to ask, let alone somebody who's just minding their own business, an average person who gets run over by a semi. And so, you know, I got to thinking about it. I said, I, I want to put a book together that empowered people, that gave them the information so they could ask the questions they need to ask. They can either write, hire the right lawyer so they can avoid some pitfalls. Um, I was seeing really bad lawyers doing unethical things to pick up cases. I mean, or hardly a big case that I've, I've, I've handled in years where there hasn't been an unethical lawyer trying to get the case. Because if they're worth a million or millions, people will do the wrong things because of the, of the motivation. And so, but, but clients don't know what's right and what's wrong. They don't know what people are allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. So I wanted to put together a book that provided all this information. So whether they pick me or they pick somebody else, they pick somebody who knows what they're doing, but more importantly, they, they can read the book and they know what questions to ask. They can say, who's your team of experts? Do you have a mechanic? Do you have somebody who does, knows how to do ECMs? Are you using a drone to scan the scene? Are you doing a 3D scale um, cloud-based uh, um, uh, uh, measurements? And so you read the book, they read the book, they know when their lawyer's bullshitting them, or when they're not, they know. And so that's, that was the whole point. I had clients, you know, ask me to do it. Um, I never did it because, again, I was just looking at my clients, not the big picture. Um, and now uh, I'm excited. I, and I actually went back to some of my old clients and said, you know, what would you have liked to have known in the beginning? And the Love retrospectives. The forward was written by uh, Jennifer Shelley. And, you know, her husband got killed right in front of her eyes. And she was nice enough to write the forward for me. But when I went back and talked to these people, again, they were, they were, they were, they were happy. They were happy I was doing the book. And that was something I, had, I just hadn't registered because I was just, I was focused on this case, this day, win this case for these clients. I wasn't looking beyond that. I think that's an incredible piece of advice on its own, just having going to your clients and, and whether, whatever you call it, retrospective, debriefs, whatever you want to call it, to get that information to make what you were creating truly valuable for the next person. So I think that was extremely important. The other thing that, that you kind of just rattled off some terms there, you said a few things and you said ECM, a few other synonyms, you know, I'm not, or acronyms. I'm not a, a trucking expert. I have no clue what ECM means, but you know, that's very clear that when you're just kind of rattling off just, just some of those components that, that the expertise is there. Um, one of the things I want to mention too is, you know, this, this is a, most of our audience is listening and they're trying to think, how can I grow my personal injury law firm? And a book is just so valuable because it shows you're a thought leader. You get on podcasts like, like this one, which then you can get a backlink to support your SEO efforts. I'm just kind of curious, what are you planning to do to try to use it from, from a marketing component to maybe, what are you doing um, from a marketing component in regards to the book? Yeah, you know, from my perspective, I mean, I looked at it and said, you know, how do I provide information that can empower ordinary people? And that's my marketing. I mean, really, when you think about it, is that I think the key to success, the key that's helped us um, do as well as we've done is our marketing has been geared towards providing information. 
uh, you give people information, you give people free information, you, you answer their questions, you talk to them, uh, you treat them right. Um, and so I look at the book as just an extension of that. Uh, we do helmet giveaways, we do distracted driving, we do so many different things in the community that you don't know if you're going to get a client from it or not, but you do it because it's the right thing. You give information out on your, whether it's your website or your blogs or your videos, um, and you talk to people like you should, like ordinary people, like you're talking to a jury. And, and I think that it resonates, and I think then the, the marketing kind of builds on itself. I don't know, you know, and Chris, you've got a great reputation as somebody who can build SEO. You have, I mean, I've heard about you in the industry, and, and so you have a great, I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> I honestly don't. But I do talk to the people that I work with and say, look, here, this is who I am. You know, and, and so I can't change that. I'm not a brilliant person, <laughs> you know, I'm not a scholar, but nobody can outwork me and nobody cares more about what they do than I do. And nobody's more competitive. And so, and I love helping people and that's why I do what I do. So let's take that and I'm happy to share information. And can you take that information I share and do anything with it? And they usually are like, yeah, that's great because so many law firms don't want to do that. <laughs> they just want to was- brag about their numbers or whatever. I was going to say you're, you're a dream client for any SEO agency because all those things that you're talking about are the things that help the SEO agency do their job. So that's just building prominence in your local community. And that, that's, that's what it's all about. So, you know, we talked a little bit about kind of your, your positioning and, and your philosophy, really helping the end consumer providing value to them. Let's talk about the people side. So what, you know, in order to have a, a successful law firm, what, what are the best ways to find and retain talent for your firm? You know, I think that's, a, that's, a, that's something I wasn't very good at early on. Um, you know, I think part of being who I am is that I love people. <laughs> and so when you're meeting people, you, you fall in love. Every time you interview them, well, that's a great person. <laughs> Let's bring them in. <laughs> and, you know, and so I would just trust, you know, my abilities um, and, and by just interviewing them. And, and I was wrong. You know, I, I just, um, I didn't do that. You have to have a great team to be successful. I know how to win trials. And so I could build a trial team. I could hire the right experts. I, I was never any doubt about that, but running a business was different. It took a different skill set. The people you're looking for were different. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I actually credit a lot. I, I'm a, I belong to a mastermind group, Chris X with Mike Mogul. And I really credit those guys a lot with they, they've put in Colby training, uh, print training, and we've started using, utilizing that. And I, what I did was go back and, 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 and test the best people. I even, one, one person who's not even with me anymore, I said, would you mind taking this test? Uh, because it would help me hire future people. And she's like, no, Dave. Now, the good news is I've, I've been in business over 30 years. Most of my people have been with me for 10, 20 years. So I have a great core of people. But guys, we keep growing. And so I wasn't always good at hiring people and even worse at firing people. I would keep people way too long because I thought I could salvage them. I could, it was my fault. I could, and the great thing about the, the group that I belong to with Chris X is that they bring in good speakers from the outside, whether it's a no ego with, with Cy, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. Um, and it's helped me focus on, on the, doing a better job of building business. I graduated with an undergraduate degree in business management and marketing. So I already had an interest. I was always reading but I'd never really applied it until I joined this group. 
Yeah, and, and we've had Mike on the show, and I, I think what Michael and Chris Becks and what they're doing is amazing. Uh, many of our clients are in that program, and I only, just like you, I only talk about the things that I think are great, and I, I think they do an excellent job there. Cy Wakeman, I've read her book, and she's going to she's gonna tell you straight what needs to happen and kind of cut through the, the BS, so to speak. Um, and, yeah, there, there's just a lot of uh, – and just surrounding yourself with with your peers is just an excellent way to to kind of grow. I think the the key to success, really, I mean, for us has been, you know, um, is that I, I don't have I'm my attorneys, for example, being a trial lawyer um, takes a certain skill set, and so that's different than a business. And so, but I've not been afraid to let my attorneys go out and be trained by Lanier, go to Lanier School, by be go to um, um, you know all the top trial lawyers. Uh, Raleigh, I don't care who it is. We've sent my, I send all my lawyers out. And I think some law firms, there's a, a, the leader has a big ego and they want to be the, they, they're it, you know, uh, we're, I'm not like that. I'm my, my young trial lawyers are getting recognized as top trial lawyers in the country. They are winning jury trials. And I'm, I'm so proud of that. I want them to be better than I ever hoped to be. And so in, in the business world, it's the same thing. Um, you, you know, I had to start looking at it and saying, you know what, I'm a small business. I need to start trusting and learning and let other people do it that are more skilled at it than I am. And so I, I work with Harlan Schillinger, uh, a marketing coach. Um, I started, I have an FE, uh, a chief financial officer that, you know, keeps us all the finance and stuff and relationships with banks. And I started delegating things to other people and we've grown a lot more than we ever would have if we would have been limited by my knowledge and, and, and intellect. Uh, and skill set. Well, well, I think that's a, an incredible piece of advice as well. I mean, you're working with experts in their space. You're you're allowing them to help contribute to your growth. And you know, while we're while we're focusing on the kind of the personal development type of thing, are are there any business books or marketing books that come to mind that have really influenced you? I mean, I read constantly. I, I actually get books delivered to me because one of the things was I was reading certain sets of books. And so um, uh, Malcolm Gladwell, for example, um, he has a book club. And so they pick books and they ship you two books every, every month. And so I thought, you know, why not let somebody else pick some books? Because I'm, I'm keep picking the same type of stuff. But business books, I mean, I, if you go back all the way to Think and Grow Rich uh, by Napoleon Hill. I mean, I can remember reading that in high school, um, you know. And so, um, but constantly reading, you know, I write Cy Wakeman's uh, book, Double, 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 um, I mean, you know, I've, there's just, I'm constantly reading whatever I can get my hands on. Uh, if it's a bad book, I throw it out. If it's a good book, I, I, you know, I continue to read it. But I would encourage people to, to read. I always put on my Instagram, I always take a picture of whatever I'm reading and post it on my Instagram. And so uh, people in my office are like, well, I don't know how to do it. I said, well, you know, you, how you do it? Well, look at, I'm, it's not a secret. Just read the damn books I read. <laughs> yeah, I, I love those books. Um, I think Double Double is that Cameron Herald. It is Cameron yep. Herald. And, and then I, he's also got one. Your uh, PR, I think free PR, PR, which I've read. Um, so you know, I do. I try to keep up on on all those those type of books. Yeah, that's awesome. And we had we had Cameron on recently, and and I'll have to check out Malcolm Gladwell's book club. That's probably what I'm going to do right after this. Is probably go sign up myself. And then one thing I would tell you too um, is uh, there's a Goodreads. There's an app on your phone, and you can see all your friends on Facebook what they're reading. And I I do that. I really like that. So oh, that's cool. That's me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, um, that. I'll look at that as soon as I get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So, so David, one final question here. Is there anything that you want to talk about that we haven't discussed? 
No, just that, you know, I think that uh, it's important to empower clients um, all too often and all for too long. It's been like a, a lawyer. I mean, it's kind of, it's like been a secret, you know, group. They have their own way of talking. They have their own knowledge and they're not, you know, always been great at sharing it. Um, and so the reason I wrote the book was I want to empower these folks so that they can read it and learn. Uh, we shouldn't be scared to, to let people know. I encourage the people that have been in a truck wreck to, to not only uh, to read the book, but, but to, to get the knowledge and then interview lawyers. I mean, if you're if, if, any type of big case, I don't care what it is, whether it's business law, whether it's a personal injury, whether it's a wrongful death, people are so afraid to go talk to these people that these people should be grateful for you as a client. Don't be afraid to talk to them. Go out and sit down and interview two, three of them and then figure out which one do I, which more compatible with them. Who has the expertise, who has the knowledge, who has the resources, but more importantly, who is the person that I want to deal with for the next couple of years? Wow. Yeah, that's very powerful. And I, I, I think that's a great takeaway there. Uh, guys, we've been talking to David Craig, managing partner at Craig Kelly and Faultless. David, where can people learn more about you? You can look on our website, uh, which is ckflaw.com, ckflaw.com. Uh, or you can call my law firm, which is 1-800-ASK-DAVID. Um, but, uh, yeah, or you can look us up on Facebook or Instagram or we're there as well. Awesome. Thanks, David. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rankings Podcast. We'll see you again next time. And be sure to click subscribe to get future episodes.